Jessica Nicole Stacks was a 28-year-old from New Albany, Mississippi. She was a divorced mother of three who liked to fish. In the early morning of January 1st, 2021, Jessica and her boyfriend took his boat to the Tallahatchie River. Not long into their trip downstream, Jessica decided she wanted to go home, so they went to shore and Jessica got out. She was never seen again. I'm Ed Densel, and this is Unfound. How many disappearances has Unfound covered where a flowing body of water is believed to be part of the case? Take a guess. Yes, just like last week, I'll give you a moment. By my calculations, the answer is 14. So about 5% of the total disappearances Unfound has featured since its inception. It's a larger portion than I would have expected. And keep in mind, that number is only for those missing people who were in the vicinity. This does not count the ones whose remains might have ended up there due to foul play. Who are some of the people included in that answer? Shane Fell, Ben Archer, Jake Lachelet, Jesse Ross, and most recently... Holly White. Of course, the hard part about these types of cases is that in seemingly none of them, except for maybe Crystal Bailey's, is there proof that these men and women went into the water. We take it for granted, because most of the time, it just makes sense. Or there's no other viable, rational scenario. Well, for Jessica Stacks, That last part is certainly important, because despite the public story, can we really believe that something happened down by the river? And now a summary of the case. However, this disappearance is not yet on my friend Megan Lyonez's website, charlieproject.org. Jessica Stacks, like so many other people on Unfound who eventually had problems in their lives, was a pretty good person. She got married. She had three children. Jessica had people who were close to her, and she was definitely close to her mother Kathy and Aunt Barbara. But then the drugs came, and things fell apart. Jessica got divorced. Then on top of that, she didn't have custody of her children. Also, due to her addiction, Jessica had problems keeping jobs and would have to rely on others for help. There was hope that a relationship with a man she had known for a long time, Jerry, would turn things around. But that did not happen. So, just before sunrise on January 1st, 2021... Yes, New Year's Day, 
after a previous day and night of partying and doing drugs, Jerry and Jessica decided to take his boat to the Tallahatchie River to do some hog hunting. A friend, Willie, helped them put the boat in the water and would come to pick them up later. Willie was also given Jessica's phone so he could be called when they were done. The story Jerry has told is that not long into the trip downstream, at about 10 a.m., Jessica wanted out. She and Jerry had a fight about it, but eventually he relented and rowed the boat to the shore. Jessica got out and walked away, and Jerry continued down the river. She was never seen again. Jerry didn't realize Jessica was missing until many hours later. Searches yielded clothing and other artifacts, but nothing that could be 100% connected to Jessica. As stated in the opening, river disappearances are tough because they might not be river disappearances. Yes, the person was last seen near one, but that doesn't mean she went into the water. Moreover, not being able to find the bodies despite searchers' best efforts only furthers our suspicions that these people didn't end up in the river. Keep that in mind as you try to answer these three questions during the interview. Number one, is there any way to sync up the variety of stories told by Jerry and others that doesn't make it seem like they all are lying. Number two, if there were a cover-up, why would anyone come up with the idea of giving the missing person's cell phone to someone else? And number three, just who is that on that convenience store video? Jessica's family does not believe she was anywhere near that river that morning. The guest for this episode is friend of the Stacks family and administrator for Jessica's Facebook page, Rainey. Unfound News. I once again remind you that Unfound Live, the YouTube show I do every Monday night, is now available as a podcast on your podcast app. Please subscribe. Next, due to Hurricane Ian... This episode came out early. However, because I cannot make predictions regarding internet service and electricity in my area after about Wednesday, September 28th, next Friday's episode for October 7th is a bit up in the air right now. Finally, also because of the hurricane, the newsletter and the next Unfound Now will get done. I, at this time, though, cannot make a prediction when they will come out. Probably a little further into the month than usual. Where you can find Unfound. On these following podcast platforms. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and many others. Especially outside the United States. The new podcast, Unfound Live, which comes out on Tuesdays, can also be found on these platforms. Social media sites, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newest one, TikTok. 
listener support sites, patreon.com forward slash unfound podcast, paypal.me forward slash unfound podcast. The website, theunfoundpodcast.com. The email address, unfoundpodcast at gmail.com. And please mention Unfound at all true crime websites and forums. Thank you. I'm so happy to have on this episode of Unfound a friend of the family and the administrator for Jessica Stax's Facebook page, Rainy. Rainy, welcome to Unfound. Thank you so for much. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Now, this won't mean anything to all of the podcast people, the audio podcast people, but for the people who uh, partake of Unfound on YouTube, which is with video, and this is a fairly new thing in 2022 for Unfound, you'll see there is just a picture of Rainy with sunglasses on, and that is there's some reasons for this because we're talking about a disappearance that's very, very new. And this could be a disappearance that we must consider foul play. And these are people who uh, were around Jessica. We're not saying that necessarily they did anything, but they are some rough characters. And being that this disappearance is fairly new, just a year and a half ago, in contrast to one for 20 years ago, I know who Rainy is. I know her full name. Uh, I've checked her out, as she knows, so I can vouch for her as being very credible, but that's the reason we are not using an actual up-to-date picture of her. Correct, Rainy? Correct. Okay, thank you very much. But we are going to talk uh, to Rainy first about how, um, you know, her history with missing persons cases, her interest in true crime. Listeners know that I've talked about my background many times, how I... Uh, got interested in disappearances very, very early on. For you, Rainey, why don't you tell the listeners and viewers about that right now? Sure. Uh, well, I've always really been interested in missing people, murder cases. Um, I've watched many trials, and uh, it wasn't until the past few years when Suzanne Morphew came up missing mm. that um, I started a Facebook page because I, I didn't see any others out there yet it was very new it was like on day two okay. <laughs> so um I started the Facebook page and I had so many people spitting out theories and speculation and it was really tough to yeah. run that kind of page and um it, I constantly was looking up things to find out it wasn't true so I basically changed it to facts and updates only and um, since then, we've uh, started a Facebook page, Criminal Elements Facts and Updates, and we've linked our groups on cases that we follow to that page, and it's strictly facts and updates, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, love it. We, don't, we can't run around with speculation. You know, we spent a day or two chasing down one lead to find out, you know, a couple days later, it was totally false. And it's just frustrating. You know, we have real lives. We have jobs. We have kids. Mm -hmm. we, we, we can't spend all day chasing down fake leads. <laughs> right, right. So, so what uh, about Jessica? Of course, we know Suzanne Morphew's disappearance, still unsolved, nationally, if not internationally known. But with Jessica's, though, uh, not at least at this point as well known, uh, how did you get involved with 
her disappearance and how did you become such great friends with uh, her mother and her aunt who I've both talked to and have given, and I know that they've given you permission to do this interview uh, because they could not. Uh, how did you get involved with Jessica's going, you know, from very popular Suzanne Morphew mm -hmm. to Jessica's? Yeah. Well, uh, a friend of mine mentioned Jessica's case to me and um, I told her to keep an eye on it. And, um, uh, basically we wanted to start a page but i wasn't so sure about the starting a facts page so mm -hmm. we started a justice for jessica page okay. um, and that kind of eased my responsibility because of the facts you know so it was kind of um all sorts of things were coming out it was still very new and um once i got more involved in realizing what this case was about that's when we changed it to facts and updates uh, because there really were no facts and were no updates. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when did you first speak to, how was, uh, how were you first introduced to um, Jessica's mother, Kathy and her aunt Barbara? How were you introduced to them? Well, they joined our Facebook page and um we knew we recognized them from their last names and uh, i believe i reached out to kathy first um and probably the same with barb it, it was a long time ago so i'm really not 100 percent sure but um we've basically become really close we've talked uh we talked on a daily basis for a wow. very long time wow. and uh i still reach out to them when i when I need to ask them something, I try not to involve them too much. Like if there's something that comes up, I look into it first, you know, because I don't want to run to the family with anything that, that just might upset them or that turns out to be false or right. anything like that. So, right. Okay. So they, they found out you, uh, I guess, independently started the, the page for Jessica and they got involved. Yes. Right. And so you kind of, of course, you now, of course, you're on this uh, episode and they realize that you're doing this. And the listeners should also know that uh, there's just some things going on with Barb and Kathy right now in the, their lives kind of separate from Jessica's disappearance that does not a allow either of them to appear right at this moment. Correct. But they, once again, they gave you uh, full permission to do this interview, being that you have been so helpful over the past year and a half. So you got involved with them. You say you speak to them on a, on almost a daily basis. Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. Very good. Uh, any other disappearances? Of course, you've mentioned before we go any further, once again, just to maybe the listeners can get a little better idea of your background. Any other disappearances? We can't talk about them. We're going to uh, stick to Jessica's, but any other yeah. disappearances besides, of course, you've already mentioned Suzanne's, any other disappearances that maybe it are at the top of your list of interest uh, that have occurred uh i would say cassie sheets uh hers is a case that i mm. followed very closely and i am close with her family um she went missing in west virginia uh she has since been found she was found the end of december of last year wow. okay uh, yeah so that's probably one of the top other cases that i've been involved in Okay. How do how does it uh, how what? Of course, we know there are a ton of uh, disappearances out there. 
What yeah. was it about? Of course, maybe with Suzanne's being that was so well known. But what about Jessica's and Kathy's? And dare I say it, if I can say this, neither of them are even in your state. What caught their attention? You know, what was that emotional connection that you made for those? Really, it was the fact that they weren't getting attention. Okay. You know, the fact that they weren't so high profile and they weren't all over the news. And mm -hmm. it, those were the cases that I felt needed the most help. So that's okay. why I wanted to get involved. Great. Okay. Thank you. Moving on, let's talk about Jessica. And we should keep in mind that you did not know her, but you have had a chance to get to know her after the fact. You've spoken to Barb and Kathy. Um, you know, what have you learned about her? What, what are some words uh, that you would use to describe her? We're going to get into some of these problems that she had in her life, but just as a human being, uh, what would you say about Jessica? Oh, she was beautiful. She was kind. She was funny. She was very street smart. Um, she knew right from wrong, um, but she did let the wrong sometimes get the best of her. Um, she was, she loved her family and her kids with everything she had. She was very close with her mom, her dad, her grandma. Um, she loved her, she loved her ex-husband. Uh, you know, they had their falling out and didn't, their marriage didn't make it. Um, That's true. But I'm assuming she, she loved Jerry too, you know. So. Yeah, and we'll get into him. And we should know that at the time of her disappearance, she did have some children. Uh, yes. We won't get into their names or anything, of course. But how many children did she have? She had three. Three children. Yes. Okay. Um, and... However, she did not have custody of them, or did she? No, she did not. Okay. If I can ask uh, any particular reason for that, and the reason I have to ask is we know that most of the time women do get custody, but what were the circumstances that she did not? Do we know? Uh, well, I believe that it was um, an issue with drug use. Mm. Uh, Okay. probably between her and her ex. I believe neither of them got custody. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, her ex uh, cleaned up his life and is doing very well. Good. Yeah. Great. Okay. The children have since been adopted by extended family. Okay. Thank you for uh, filling us in on that. Okay. So uh, she was married before. Uh, she was not married at the time of her disappearance. Uh, she was in a relationship with a guy that we will talk about here in a moment, but she was married, got divorced, had children, had some issues that we're going to talk about her addiction. We'll get to that a little bit more in a moment, uh -huh. but let's move on to this. Uh, this guy, you've already mentioned him. His name is Jerry. Uh, what do, just in general, uh, how did they meet? How long were they a couple? What do we know about their relationship? They met through a friend of Jessica's, and I'm not sure exactly when they met, but they did meet in, or they did officially become a couple in mm -hmm. October of 2018. They did know each other um, maybe a few years before that, but I'm pretty sure they're officially together around October of 2018. Okay. In your opinion, as best as you can tell, uh, they met after Jessica already got divorced? 
yes, actually, Jessica and uh, her ex were not legally divorced until uh, about August or September of mm -hmm. last year. Wow. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she was technically still married for some reason. Uh, we know how those things can go. But yeah. uh, her husband, almost ex-husband, had moved on. She had moved on, and so she ended up being with Jerry. Correct. Okay. Um, you got, you've gotten to know Barb and Kathy very well. Of course, we know uh, we're going to get to the circumstances of uh, Jessica's disappearance. But before this all happened, what would you say were their opinions of uh, him? Uh, they think very highly of him. Good guy, bad guy. Once again, their opinions. Yeah. Uh, Kathy had met Jerry quite a few times. Uh, there were some circumstances that happened that she obviously wasn't very happy with. Um, mm -hmm. She knew she knew Jerry had physically attacked Jessica. Mm. Um, there, they do have pictures of it. I'm not sure when those pictures were taken, but okay. they were posted after Jessica's disappearance. Okay. So I believe Kathy tried to like him, um, you know, because she, he was Jessica's boyfriend, but sure. I don't think she ever really did. Okay, sure. Do we know how Jerry felt about, uh, we're going to talk about it uh, here in a moment, but do we know how he felt about her drug use, her, her addiction? Um, did he try to get her out of it? Any stories like that? Can you say? No, he didn't. Um, <clears throat> I'm under the impression he he helped it. You know, I um, I've been told that he did give her drugs. He used them, also. So, okay. Uh, do we have any official? Have you ever seen any official documents that anybody has been able to provide for you? regarding any allegations of abuse or anything else. We know there are stories, but actual domestic violence calls where the police showed up and took pictures or filled out reports. Have you ever seen anything like that? Unfortunately, no. The only thing I do know is Jerry has a record from Kentucky. I believe it was back in the early 2000s and it was for drugs. Okay, but nothing regarding any violence? No. That you've seen? No. Okay. All right. So she gets into this relationship with Jerry. Uh, she's not technically divorced. She didn't get divorced until here in 2022 after her disappearance or? Yes, that's correct. Wow. Uh, so. It was actually 20, 2021 around August or September. Okay. All right. It so about a year ago. The, yeah. It was brought to the attention of the ex that they were still legally married. And mm. I believe he took care of that. Okay. Uh, was he maybe surprised by that? Did he not realize that they were still married? Is this kind of like a Rachel and Ross thing on Friends or, or what? <laughs> yeah, I, I believe he was surprised by it. Okay. All right. And the listeners and viewers should know that we're doing this interview on September 24th, 2022. And so that's why I said about a year ago is when they got uh, divorced, but she had already gone missing by that point. And maybe I should ask you this, if you know, uh, this topic really doesn't come up that much, but it, it comes to mind right now. Uh, Jessica, not considered to be deceased at this point, correct? Correct. 
Okay, so they got divorced, not for the divorce did not happen because of that reason. Okay, let's move on to this and we'll come back to Jerry and, and some of these issues later. Regarding her addiction, what have Kathy and Barb been able to tell you about this? How bad was it? Did she have run-ins with the law? Did she ever spend any time in jail because of this? I mean, how bad are we talking here? Um, I don't think she did any time in jail due to drugs. Um, I really don't know, uh, honestly, about how how much, if she did do time in jail. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I don't think it was a horrible addiction, but I know she did use. Mm -hmm. What do we happen to know what her drugs of choice were? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was meth. Okay. Okay, and this had been something that she had been struggling with for a long time? Yes, she did recently speak with somebody saying that she wanted to stop and get help for her children. Okay. All right, so to get to get clean for her kids. Yes. Okay. All right, so she's in this relationship. She has this addiction. This is uh these are common themes on Unfound. Nobody uh probably is is going to be surprised if they've been listening for a long time that this is a theme. Uh, that we run across, and it does seem most of the time we're talking about that it is this is these are women who have these addictions. If if it does come up, she's in, uh, involved with this guy Jerry for a few years. Uh, family maybe a little positive, some negatives regarding him, but they had been a, a couple, I guess, for at least three years before she went missing. Now maybe we should cover this. Do we happen to know? where uh, being that she had addiction, I'm going to guess that Jessica had problems keeping jobs. I believe she did, yes. I, I don't believe she was working at the time of her disappearance. And do we even know where she was living? Uh, was she living with her mother? Was she living with her Aunt Barbara? Were she and Jerry living together? What was the situation? She was living with Jerry. Was, okay. Yes. And do we happen to know, um, does he have any ex-wives, any children from prior marriages? Any, he any does. Two daughters, and he has a son named Hunter. Okay, thank you. And uh, do we know if any of these women, uh, were they still in his life? Uh, is this a situation where he might have been married to? Do we know anything about that? Uh, not really. He, he, I believe he is still like in contact with them because you know, they're mother of his children. Um, but I don't believe there's anything relevant to Jessica. Okay. And what was he doing? Uh, did he at work? Uh, did somebody tell me, did Kathy or Barb tell me that he was like in the family business or something? His family had a business or? Yeah, I believe he uh, spent most of his time doing um, construction and concrete work. Okay. All right, so this is what was going on with Jerry and Jessica in um, late 2020. We have to remind everybody, I have to remind everybody that this is the newest disappearance. I think that Unfound is covered. Uh, this is going to be from the end of 2020 going into 2021. So it's only like an, uh, a year and a half ago. So there was this party on New Year's Eve, as the story goes, and it was Jerry jessica but there were two other people we've not discussed yet their names are billy and barbie 
who were seemingly there. Just very quickly, are these friends of uh, Jerry's, friends of Jessica's? How do they all know each other? They are friends of Jerry's. Uh, Jessica knew Billy. I don't believe she was very close with Barbie. Mm -hmm. Okay. And was there anybody, to your knowledge, anybody else at this party on this New Year's Eve? No. Okay. It was just so the just, four of them. Just the four of them. And what is the, once again, on the record official story in news accounts and everything, where does this all go from them being together uh, at this New Year's party? Well, on January 1st, uh, at around 7 o'clock in the morning, Jerry and Jessica supposedly put a boat in the river and they were going to go hog hunting. They go hog hunting, but they're doing it in a boat? Yes, a boat with no motor, no oars. Okay. On New Year's Day, early in the morning when most people are still sleeping. Correct. Okay. So this is what they decide to do. To your knowledge in talking to Barb and Kathy, uh, was this something common that they did, that they often go out in a boat to this river? And please explain where this river is, where, where they were going to do this. What, sure. what is the bridge? What is the river called, et cetera? Okay. Uh, Jessica was uh, pretty familiar with fishing. She did fish um, you know, on occasion before that. Um, hog hunting, I'm not sure how much of that she did. She may have done it a few times. Mm -hmm. They put the boat in at um, where the 46 overpass, it goes over the Tallahatchie River. Okay. And they put the boat in there and they were going towards, uh, which is technically like northwest, right. uh, towards okay. 47, uh, which is another overpass. Okay. And so they were going to go down there. Does being that they were hunting hogs, does that mean there were guns in the boat? There was one gun in the boat. Jerry had it. Okay. So they weren't going fishing. They were allegedly going hunting in a boat. Correct. Okay. Um, now there is something though, uh, that maybe the, did, did they get dropped off or I mean, if they were getting in the boat, did they leave the truck and the trailer there? What was the situation? They uh, they went to the gas station at 526, and at 7 o'clock, uh, Willie was with them. Okay. And Willie supposedly dropped them off at the river. Okay. Uh, he said he was there when they unhooked the boat, but okay. he said he did not put the boat in the river. Okay. And then Willie drove his truck, Jerry's truck, back to Willie, Willie's house. Willie and Billy had lived together at the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, was Willie, to your knowledge, Willie and Billy, that's going to get tough. But uh, was Willie uh, also at this party? Did he just kind of show up that morning? He showed up that morning. Okay. And there is an issue regarding Jessica's phone. What has Willie said? He ended up somehow with Jessica's phone. What is his story regarding that? Basically that Jerry gave it to him. Um, and so they could call him when they were ready to be picked up. Okay. So neither of us was there. So I'm going to just maybe try to explain this for everybody. And if uh, you think it's something different, 
uh, Rainy, you just say so. So they get up on this morning. We're going to talk about the gas station later. They go down to this river, and I'm going to do a map analysis so everybody can see this. They put the boat in by this bridge, and they're going to kind of, uh, being that it had no uh, motor or maybe not even oars, they were going to kind of, kind of drift the river looking for hogs to shoot. Uh, this other guy was going to take the truck and the trailer away, taking Jessica's phone, and they were going to drift down the river. And when they were done, at whatever time, they would call Jessica's phone. This woolly guy would have it. Then he would go down to where they are to pick them up. Correct. That was the plan. Yes. All right. That is your understanding of the way. We're not necessarily saying we believe this, but this is the official stories that have been in news accounts of it. Correct? Yes. Okay. So they were going to drift this river. Uh, does anybody know how often they did this? Uh, I don't believe it was very often. People are often in the river, you know, to mm -hmm. hog hunt or fish. But I don't think this was something that Jerry and Jessica commonly did, at least in that portion of the river. Okay. And maybe that's a good question I will ask you. Anybody be, who is not connected to Jerry, Jessica, Willie, Billy, and Barbie, and there's another woman we'll eventually talk about, Candace. Anybody not connected to them ever see the boat going into the water that day? Anybody else on the water that morning to say, oh, yeah, I saw Jessica and Jerry together? No. Okay. Moving on. So this happens. But what then is the, the next, once again, on the record official story of what Jerry said happened? Jerry said that they got halfway between 46 and 47 and Jessica wanted to get out of the boat. So he pulled over to the side of the river okay. and she got out. Okay. Did he say what precipitated this? Did they get in an argument? Did she have to go to the bathroom? Um, did she decide, you know what, I want to do this. I want to walk home. Did he ever, has he ever stated why this happened? Not specifically. There's been a few reasons that have come up. Um, I'm not sure what, what the official story is that he gave to law enforcement though. Okay. So in your opinion, once again, following this, for as long as you have. Is it your opinion then that maybe his stories have changed in the last year and a half from one to another? From what he's told law enforcement and what he's told other people, yes, they have. All right, so maybe a little bit different story here and there? Yes. Okay, so is the way you understand it though, is he saying that he actually went over to the bank of the river and she got out? Yes. Like onto the, onto the actual ground. She didn't like jump out and like swim to shore or something. No, no, they okay. pulled the boat over and she got out. Okay, that's what she said. Uh, that's what he said. Okay, yeah. so then what does he say he did then for the rest of the day? Did he say, did he think she was going to come back? What, has he ever stated what he thought she was going to do? And then what did he say he did after that? Uh, he claims that she started walking back towards the 46 overpass. So okay. while he was traveling probably slowly towards 47, mm -hmm. she started walking back in the opposite direction. Okay. And so what? how long does he personally spend out on the river that day? Once again, according to his own words, what, what, what does, has he said he did after he lost sight of her? 
According to him, there's not much said from the time period at 10 o'clock in the morning when she got out of the boat okay. until 8 o'clock in the evening wow. when he called his son to come pick him up. So 10 hours later? Yes. So he's on the river at 10 a.m. in the morning and he's out there all by himself till 8 at night. Yes. Well, remember they put the boat in at 7. Yeah. So, and then they only went about two miles mm -hmm. um, from seven to 10 when Jessica got out. Yeah. And then he got out eventually on the opposite side of the river, on the south side of the river. Okay. Um, at eight o'clock. How so, far, how much farther downstream was he from when Jessica? Do we have any ideas? Once again, we're going just by what he said. But how far much farther downstream was he from where Jessica got out? Does anybody know that? Not much at all. No, he's not, not, much very, at all. not very specific on that. No. Okay. So what does uh, he say he did next? He says he called his son and his son was in the area with a friend of his hunting. And um, his son stated that you know, he didn't, he said he didn't know where he was and, um, he described, uh, the location that he was at and okay. his son was very familiar with that area. So he said just to stay put and then he went and picked him up. Okay. Has Jerry ever given any reason why he didn't just stick to the original plan, which was to call the guy with the phone, with Jessica's phone to come pick him up? Any explanation there that you've heard? No, I haven't. Okay, so instead, he, instead of calling the guy who had Jessica's phone, which was the original plan, um, he called his son instead. Uh, at what point can you tell regarding all of this that he realized that Jessica was missing? That yes, she, you know, if we're to believe the story that she got out of the boat, but that nobody had seen her. When did he seem to realize that? It had to have been sometime between 8 and 10. Uh, supposedly, they took him home. Okay. Um, he changed his clothes. I heard he showered in eight and, uh, it was at 10 o'clock that his daughter's husband called law enforcement. Okay. So we might, uh, think that maybe he tracked down the guy that had Jessica's phone. This guy hadn't heard from Jessica. Nobody had seen her. Uh, maybe they drove around trying to find her, maybe going back to that area where she got out of the water and nobody could track her down and that is when uh the authorities were alerted correct okay once again we'll come back to some of this and maybe the listeners and viewers are already thinking there's something that doesn't seem right about all this but all we're doing right now is going over the official story a year and a half later all right so she's missing jerry has his story about what happened and then so what happens uh from january 2nd for the next few days uh do they search the water do they search the area around where she allegedly got out did they check the area between like where she got out and where she could have been walking to what kind of searches and things were done they did they did a, a pretty good search um law enforcement was called at 10 15 and that night they went out there and started wow looking. okay yeah, they pretty much went out immediately um <clears throat> It continued on for about three weeks. Uh, uh -huh. They were, they used dogs, they used boats. 
Um, there were people in the river because the water had gone down at this point. Okay. Uh, it was higher on the first. So All right. Thank you for they, explaining that. Thank you. You're okay. welcome. Please. They, they really did an extensive search of the area of the river and on the north side of the river where she supposedly got out okay any to your knowledge any um of course she's walking there by the 10 in the morning of course they're going out there we have to remember this is january so they're going out there it's quite dark but by 10 a.m with when this allegedly happened it would be daylight were there any ever any reports of anybody driving down any of those roads and seeing a young woman walking on the road or anything like that? No, there weren't. Okay. So they had dogs, they had boats uh, going through the river. Seems like a pretty good search to me. Uh, any, um, did Jerry and those other people we've already mentioned, did they assist? Being that they seem to know the area themselves, did they assist in any way? No, they didn't. I would assume that's probably because law enforcement uh, was running the search and okay. usually law enforcement doesn't have other people involved in it. Okay. That seems uh, sensible. Uh, being that uh, you've uh, been in contact with Kathy and Barb all this time, uh, were, in your impression, did, were they alerted pretty quickly? Were they alerted that night of January 1st? Or did they not find out to January 2nd? How long did it take before they found out about all this? Well, Kathy had had a feeling something was going on on January 1st because she called Jessica's phone at huh. about 10 a.m. Okay. Yeah, and Willie answered when she called. Okay, and, and, what, and what did he say? Uh, well, <clears throat> he basically said that Jessica was doing something for him, was... It kind of gave the impression that she was doing an errand for him or something. And Kathy, you know, said, who are you? I don't know you. Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting. Why didn't he just say, yeah, uh, I was given her phone because she and Jerry went fishing. That's not what Willie said. Yes, correct. Okay. Uh, during these, uh, so they found out, uh, I guess she realized this then fairly quickly that something was up. Yes. Okay. When these searches were done over in the area where she got out of the water, were there any footprints or any clothes that stray clothes that, that could be connected to Jessica? Anything like that found? They did. They saw, they said they saw some footprints, um, but since the river was so flooded, they eventually didn't see them anymore. Um, they also found a jacket that was supposed to be Jessica's. Um, they found the top portion of her boot, like her boot was cut off, but it was only the top couple inches of the boot. Uh, they also found a pair of gloves and some sort of breaker box in a tree. Oh, and they found, Please. yeah, they, I'm sorry. They, Please they go also ahead. found the shovel. A shovel. A shovel, yes. They All found right, a not shovel. Not the shovel, a shovel. All right. Yes. Uh, how do we know, for example, that this piece of this boot is Jessica's? Could it not be that this could have been somebody else's boot that had a similar pair? Oh, it definitely, it could have been, yes. Okay. So we don't know specifically know it's Jessica's boot. It's just part of a boot that she might have been wearing. Correct. Okay. Did they find, 
Uh, once again, going back to that footprints angle, any footprints along the side of the river in that area? Just from what they said they found. Okay. Regarding this jacket, are we sure that it was Jessica's? Once again, could this not be somebody else's? It did have any distinguishing characteristics that proved that it's Jessica's? Not that we've heard. Uh, it was a very simple black jacket. Uh, mm. It looked very large. Mm -hmm. um, it had, I believe, camouflage was on the inside, possibly like a reversible jacket. Okay. Okay. Uh, for example, has anybody ever gone through all the pictures that have ever been taken of Jessica to see if she ever had a jacket like that? Yes, I have. And I didn't see anything similar. Okay. That's good. It's good sleuthing, Rainy. Congratulations yeah. on that. Okay. So these items, not sure if they can be connected to uh jessica or not we know when it comes to rivers and of course if there's flooding and everything things end up in the river and they get deposited on the side of the river or you know just wind blows things around i'm not sure what to make of it but i guess what we're saying is a lot of things were found in this search but nothing that definitive definitively can be connected to jessica correct okay and you uh mentioned the water thank you for mentioning that before but on the morning that they were going out there what was the conditions of the river? What were the conditions? The river was really rough um, and it was about 24 feet high, which uh, for the Tallahatchie River, that's pretty high. Pretty deep. Um, yeah, on, there's days where there's barely enough water to bring a boat in there and you can literally walk it. So for it to have records of 24 feet, that means it was high and flooded. Okay. All right, so all these searches are done. Of course, Jessica is not found. That's why we're doing this episode. Um, to your knowledge, all these people who saw her that morning, including Jerry, did they ever offer up any theories as to what could have happened to her? Uh, well, Jerry has said a couple things. He mentioned some guy named Sam uh, picking her up on a four-wheeler. He's also mentioned that she was sold into sex trafficking. Okay. Um, there's been some other stories that came from, uh, people on his side that it was an accident. Um, supposedly he told law enforcement, he gave her a love tap with the shovel. Um, mm -hmm. so, okay. So we have these variety of stories that Jerry has told seemingly different stories, not sure what to make of them but he's he uh once again to this day a uh, year and a half later has he ever explained why she got out of the boat no not really not really okay no definitive story like you know what she got out there she got cold and she decided she wanted to go home and i wanted to stay out here and so i just let her out Something yeah like not that i've heard specifically okay let's move in uh on to this let's go back to jessica's phone because um Although we don't have many uh, fishing disappearances on Unfound, we've certainly covered at least one or two that occurred out on bodies of water. But we know that when a missing person and that person's phone are separated from each other, that it usually has a bad sign. It's usually a bad sign. But regarding Jessica's phone, regarding pings and records, have those uh, has, has that information ever been collected? 
And have you ever been able to see it? Kathy, Barb, anybody um, non-law enforcement able to see those records? Kathy was able to access one of her accounts. And the last ping showed her going up to Myrtle on December 30th and then coming back. And that's mm. the last ping that Kathy's been able to get from mm -hmm. Jessica's, any of Jessica's phones. I, I believe she had two or three. Jessica had two or three phones? Yes. I don't believe uh, they were all hooked up to actual service. Mm -hmm. I think she used one of them on Wi-Fi or for 911. You know, it's just something like that. Um, okay. I, I don't believe she she had uh, a regular service on all of them, if any of them. All right. So this maybe makes it then suspicious that they would use her phone as the one to call somebody to yes. come pick them up. In addition, does Willie not have his own phone? I don't. I'm not sure, actually. I okay. would assume he wouldn't if they gave him Jessica's right. That's right. Which is fairly yeah. odd. Okay. But the ping of course, from a couple days before this seems well before she went missing on January 1st, um, no matter what story we might've believed. So I don't know how helpful that ping is, but do we have any records? Of course we know that, um, the phone was called that Kathy called the phone and ended up talking to Willie and he gave her that story. But do we have any uh, information regarding the phone being used otherwise on that day of January 1st, 2021? No, not really. Uh, I believe Willie turned it in to law enforcement okay. the next day. Okay. Maybe that was the right thing to do. Okay. So, and I got to ask you this, the people who knew Jessica the best, of course, you did not know her. I did not know her. Had she ever been known to give one of her working phones to anybody? Absolutely not. From everybody I've spoke with, she mm. would have never given her phone or her purse or anything like that to anybody. Um, you, you can tell from Jessica's Facebook page that she was on her phone a lot. She did a lot of live videos. Um, she took pictures. She did. She did lots of posts. So there's absolutely no way that anybody thinks that she would have just given her phone to Willie, you know, okay. for a reason, for no reason. All right. That's their opinion. Knowing Jessica the best, of course, we did not know her. Okay. Right. Let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Willie, the guy who had her phone uh, a little bit more. And so these are two very specific questions. Did he ever actually admit seeing Jessica that morning that they allegedly went out onto the river? Yes or no? Uh, no. Of course, of course the, <laughs> uh, the, the, the other choice would be that he was just given her phone by Jerry or somebody else and he didn't actually see Jessica. Has Willie ever admitted to actually seeing Jessica that morning, even though he went with them to the river to drop that boat in the water. What has he said about that? Not specifically. Uh, he said he was in the back of Jerry's truck. I think it was in the back seat of Jerry's truck. Mm -hmm. So he didn't see whoever was in the front seat, um, you know, face to face. But they're all in the same truck together. Correct. Okay. 
All right. All right. So we were in the same car together, but I don't know who was in the front seat. Okay. And when he says that he was given Jessica's phone, did Jessica specifically look him in the eye and give him the phone or was he given the phone by Jerry? What is, once again, what is Willie said? Uh, I'm not sure. He hasn't said anything specifically to me about that. So I'm not sure. All right. Anything online, anything posted anywhere, anything like that? No, not really. Okay. Now, a big part of this disappearance, uh, Rainey has already stated that they stopped at this gas station. This is a huge part of this disappearance. And it has to do with what happened earlier that morning. Uh, what, what, approximately what time was this video taken, Rainey? It was at 5.26 a.m. All right, on January 1st, 2021. Correct. Okay. And by the time everybody is either seeing me and your picture or hearing us, I will have posted links to this video so people can look at it for themselves. Um, for, for people who haven't seen it yet, and I hope they will seek it out, I hope to have it on Unfound's Facebook page, etc. Um, please explain what is in the video. I'm sure you've watched it many times. What goes on in the video? I have watched it many times. All right, in the video at the beginning, it's basically Jerry's truck pulling up and he's got the boat on the trailer in the back. And you can see him pull up to the gas pump. He gets out of the car. He crosses over between the back of the truck and the boat. Mm -hmm. and, and then you can see somebody open the door maybe about six, eight inches, not very much. Mm -hmm. And you see the side of somebody's face pop out. Yeah. And then that's pretty much it. And the video also focuses in on the boat itself. You yeah. can see what's in the boat. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Now we should say when the door opens, he gets out of the driver's door on the front left. And then the door you're talking about that is open second is actually the passenger door in the front of this truck. Correct. And it does seem to me, is this like a four-door truck, like a quad cab, or does this truck just have two doors? I can't remember. I Honestly, I, I can't remember either. I, okay. I, I want to say two doors, but I'm not sure. Okay, but it's clearly in the in the picture that the front passenger's door is then opened. And like you said, it's not open the whole way just a little bit and would you in your opinion is it a woman who peeks her head out of that passenger side door is it at least would, a woman i would say it's a woman yes okay um i chris then and this is when they were on the way to go to the river correct uh actually no they were on their way to go back to billy's and willie's house at this time okay at that point yeah. Okay. All right. So this is not when they were headed to the river. This was, they were going someplace else, even though this place is not far from where the boat was put in the water. Correct. Okay. Of course, this is according to them, right? Yes. Okay. This is what we're just going by what these people said. And I think we've already illustrated that maybe they aren't very reliable narrators. Okay. Now this video, uh, once again, it's not very clear. It's dark. It's not 4K quality. Um, you know, th these are not 
cameras that they use uh, like for space satellites or anything like that. <laughs> but in that video, I'm not going to ask you your opinion. We're going to ask just the people who knew Jessica the best, who actually were in person with her over the course of her life. Uh, this woman, does Jessica's family think this woman who is in that video looks like her? A majority of them don't. There's really only been one or two that say possibly, but mm -hmm. um, I've done a poll and actually 90% of people don't believe it's Jessica. Okay. But, but it is a woman and yes. this woman is certainly, you can just tell by the features, even though it's not that clear, but you can tell a woman opens that passenger side door and kind of just peeks out for a little bit. We never do see the door being closed in the video again. But this woman peeks her head out just kind of after um, Jerry has made a side to the way to the other side. Correct. All right. Do we have any news on whether this person, whoever she was, Jessica or otherwise, actually got out, went into the convenience store with Jerry? Do we have any news regarding that? No, we don't. Okay. All right. So there was no, there was no opportunity to actually look at a camera inside the store. No, unfortunately, there wasn't. Okay. All right. So we have this video. And all of you, I will try to post as good a picture as I can get of Jessica. Uh, so you can compare. It's going to be very, very difficult. Uh, it's not as clear cut, maybe, as we are describing here. The video, it's not as good a quality as you would hope. But we'll just have to do our best. All right. But it's a very important part because... Has Jerry or anybody else ever admitted to driving someone else around in the truck that morning? No. All right. So if it was some other woman in the truck, they've never admitted to it. Correct. Okay. Moving on, let's talk a little bit more about Jerry's truck. Now, of course, the story is that they went down to the river. Jessica and Jerry go into the river, and Willie takes the truck with the trailer behind it away well willie had the truck but there is a story that the truck was not at willie's place where does this story come from who is the witness to this uh what can you say about that well this story comes directly from willie <clears throat> willie states that he went to tupelo that day um which is a little bit south of new albany and uh he came back and the truck was not at the house. Huh. And, and then he said that Billy and Jerry showed up right when it was getting dark. So I'm assuming that's probably between five and six. Mm -hmm. And um, Billy stated that Jerry needs to call law enforcement. That's Willie's story. Yes. All right. So, um, but it, this does seem to clash. I don't know how we reconcile this. This does seem to clash with the idea that he didn't call his son until eight o'clock. Definitely. Right. That he was out on the river until eight o'clock. This would clash with that. Yes. Okay. And if Willie, this is Willie's story, why were they talking about calling law enforcement? Good question. <laughs> He's never stated why? No. <laughs> Okay. Um, did he ever offer up a reason or who he believed took Jerry's truck, being that it was supposed to be there and it wasn't? Uh, obviously, it wasn't stolen. Jerry got his truck back. 
But yeah. has he ever offered up any insight into why the truck wasn't there? Not really. Um, there were two boys who claimed they saw Jerry and Billy in Jerry's truck uh, that morning around nine o'clock. All right. So this would then be in conflict with the story that they went out on the river at seven in the morning. Correct. And when I say they, I mean Jerry and Jessica. Yes. Okay, so we got all sorts of conflicting stories here, right, Rainy? Yes, unfortunately we do. Okay, so nobody, um, and it seems, at least the way we're looking at this a year and a half later, that these stories are in conflict. It doesn't seem there's any way to reconcile them to make them all true. No. All right, may, once again, we weren't there, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of wiggle room in all of this. Okay, so we have this truck that wasn't there. Does Willie even explain how it did it ever come back to his property? Do we even know how it did end up getting back in the hands of its rightful owner, Jerry? Do we know any of that? Well, Willie said they came back a little bit before dark. And then mm -hmm. they left uh, again. Jerry left in his truck and Billy left in his car. And according to Willie, that's really all he knew from that point on. Okay. So maybe it then seems, once again, uh, it seems that Jerry is trying to tell everyone he was out in the river all day. But now we have this story that he might have been able to come and get his truck at some point during the day. Yes. Okay. Let's move on to this. Uh, let's go back to the video. Okay. Um, the woman who peeks her head out in the truck, I'm not going to, we're not going to get into names here. We're not going to try to implicate anybody in this, but okay. in your opinion, and I know that you've seen pictures and I will have posted some pictures of, uh, a couple of these women. Cause I was given these pictures by, I think it was Barb, but we will not uh, get into their, the, in one particular, the, their identity in your opinion. Does the woman who peeks her head out in the truck actually look more like somebody else who was actually in that circle of friends? Yes, it very well could. Okay. All right. We're not going to get into her name, but to your knowledge, does this woman, and you know who I'm talking about, does this woman have an alibi for that morning? Has she ever explained where she was and she has she maybe even admitted to, oh yeah, that was me in the truck, anything like that? She never admitted it. Um, she does claim that she was home with her children. Mm -hmm. um, but she also claimed that she encouraged Jerry to call law enforcement. So she sort of put herself around them on that day. Okay. And is this a woman who knew Jerry, Willie, Billy, uh, everybody else we've mentioned pretty well over yes. for many years? Yes, and she lives right by Jerry. Okay. And dare I say it, I think one of the pictures that I will post of her, once again, I will try to keep her identity as secret as possible, that even what she is wearing, at least on her head, kind of looks similar to what the woman is wearing in the video, correct? Correct. Kind of like a dark hat backwards with a logo. Yes. Like, with a, like a little white square logo logo right? yes kind of what it looks like people will see the video they'll know what i mean okay so uh let's get so that's something for everyone to think about uh getting back to jerry uh maybe i should ask you this your understanding what kind of 
connection or relationship that Jerry have for this particular woman who we are talking about? Just friends or could they, were they ever an item at that at any time? Do we know about any of that? Well, I, I don't believe there was an official relationship, uh, but I have heard that they uh, have been intimate before. Um, mm -hmm. And I also heard that she was with Billy often. Okay. All right. Moving on to this. Uh, of course, we know Jerry's story. Uh, we've all, On the other hand, we've also illustrated why there seem to be a lot of holes in it. But uh, it does seem eventually, though, that they did contact law enforcement. I guess they could have put it off to the next day or the next week if we're to think that maybe something of a foul play nature happened here. But at least on the same day, they alerted somebody that she was missing, which listeners know. I mean, sometimes we can go for days for weeks. Uh, without anybody letting anybody know. So maybe you have to think about that. But we do have to think about this. Has Jerry ever given any reason that he would just let his girlfriend go off onto shore and walk home, as he said he allowed her to do without, you know, checking up on her, just saying, you know what, maybe I just got to give this up and go with her and call Willie to come pick us up. Has he ever given any reason why he didn't just do that? No, he hasn't. Okay. During that day, as far as your knowledge, once again, you, Kathy, Barb, all, you know, very educated in all of this. During that day, any proof that he called anyone to help him look for Jessica? No, not really. <clears throat> okay. I mean, he, you know, besides him calling his son mm -hmm. uh, to come pick him up that day, that's the only phone call that we know for sure he made. Okay. We're going to get to his son, Hunter, in a moment. Um, has Jerry's cell phone information ever been checked? Any phone records, any pings? Do we know anything about any of that as to might be able to prove actually where he was that day? No, unfortunately, if they were checked, law enforcement hasn't released that information. Okay. Now, how far you're, uh, you know, you've looked at the maps, I'm sure many times I've looked at the maps, maybe not as much as you have, given that you've been living with this for a, much longer than I have. But that river, your estimation, if we're to believe that he was in the river all that time, it doesn't sound to me like he went very far. Um, how far do you, if we're to believe his story, how far at the most could he have traveled in the river well, that day by himself? Well, looking at the map, the river looks a lot smaller than it really is. But the points between 46 and 47 is actually four miles. Mm -hmm. So if he only went about halfway when Jessica got out, then that's about two miles. Yes. And he got out pretty much around the right, the same, the, the same distance because um, they were on one of his son's friend's land. Okay. Now it sounds to me that it doesn't sound four miles, I guess, sounds far, but when you're in a river just drifting and if the river's up and it's moving, you're going to go four miles pretty fast. Correct. You probably go in, uh, you know, a river could push you probably at five miles an hour. He'd be able to go four miles in an hour. Yeah. Without even rowing or a motor. Yeah. Okay. All right, just make sure I, I got my uh, distances and times and everything right. Okay, <laughs> something to think about. 
Now, regarding his son, Hunter, who is the son of Jerry, uh, how old is Hunter? Like adult age? Yes, uh, I believe he graduated from high school uh, about a year or two ago. So he's probably around 20. 20 now, so maybe 18, 19 at the time. Yeah. Okay, he's the son of Jerry. Now, we to remind everybody that it does seem at some point Jerry did call him for some reason. Now, what has Hunter said about that day? And my understanding is that uh, he was even recorded. I don't think I'm going to be able to replay those recordings because I'm not sure they were done legally. But what has he uh, said about that day and why his father called him? Well, at the very beginning, uh, I believe it was on January 2nd, he stated pretty much the same thing that Jerry stated. So it was almost like Jerry told him the story and he was repeating himself. And what, and sorry, so he was, and I'm what, sorry. And just, uh, just to be very specific, what story was Hunter repeating? That Jessica got out of the boat about 10 and uh, then Jerry drifted down river and got out and realized he was lost and he called hunter to come pick him up okay uh but hunter never gave any reason why his father didn't call willie instead who actually had jessica's phone no okay all right um let's move on to this there are these recordings once again i don't know if i'm going to be able to play them given privacy laws and uh, you know each state is different here in florida it's a two-party state other states are only one party i will have to look in that so i can make no guarantees as of the recording of this interview whether i can play them or not but you have listened to the recordings who are these recordings from and what is said on them well it's uh, are you referring to hunters correct yeah yeah uh well it's basically Hunter and um, a few of Jessica's family members. And Hunter is just telling the story uh, of what he got from, from Jerry. Mm -hmm. That's it. And there are, there are, there are, that's the only recording? I'm wondering. There, there is another one. Yeah, and what is this other one? Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm not 100% sure I want to get into that one. I haven't listened okay. to that one in a while. Now, Rainey, you just let me know recently uh, that there actually is another video. We've already talked about this one. Jerry pulls up. He gets out seemingly to get gas. And then the, the passenger side door is cracked open. A woman, not sure who it is, supposed to be Jessica. It could be somebody else, peeks out for a few seconds. But there is another video that you're telling me happened a little over an hour later at the same convenience store. Why don't you talk about that now? Sure. Uh, at 7.04, Willie is seen walking into the gas station and he basically confirms with the cashier that the truck is on camera. Uh, he literally says, you know, he asks the, the cashier if the truck is on the camera and she replied yes. Mm -hmm. And then that was pretty much it. <laughs> uh, was he driving Jerry's truck? Yes, he was. All right. And would you say, in your opinion, have you you've seen this video? Yes, I have. And you've heard him talking? Yes, I have. All right. I have not seen this. Uh, the, like I said, every uh, to everybody, Rainey's just telling me about this uh, recently. I've not seen it. 
Uh, Rainy, uh, of course, if you could send that to me, make it possible so that I can see it. You sure. know, whenever, whenever that is, you know, before this episode comes out uh, in six days. Um, is the truck parked, in your opinion, in just about the exact same place it was the hour before that when Jerry pulled in in it? <sighs> Honestly, I can't remember mm-hmm. uh, where exactly it's parked. I have two... I have two screenshots or two videos of it. So I'd have to let you see that. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's, that's maybe not as precise as we might need. But once again, you've heard this conversation. That's the only thing. He walks in, asks about the truck, and that's it. Yes. Doesn't say, give me a pack of smokes. Doesn't say how your day is going. That was his only concern. Well, the only that's the only thing we have on video. Okay. So I don't know what was said before, but that's all this. All right. So this video is a little bit edited then very, very cut, very close. I believe it was recorded from the actual video surveillance Mm -hmm. camera. Right. So it's a video of a video video and that, and that's a little bit of a problem, but, and that's the way it is. Everybody should know for the other video as well is that when you're going to watch it, you're not watching, you're watching the video, but it's a video of a video. So somebody is using their phone to then point it at a TV that is replaying that video. Correct. Right. Okay. So that's the way it is for him going inside the convenience store too. Yes. Okay. Let's move on to this. Now, the reason we're bringing this up is because this is an, uh, another local woman who died. And the understanding, though, is that this is a woman who also know, knew these same people. Her n- name is Stephanie Kilo. Kilo? I believe it's Kilo. Kilo. K-I-L-L-O-U-G-H. Uh, Rainy, who is she? Um, this is not a disappearance. She is deceased. Very sad. Uh, what do we know about her? And why would we even talk about her in connection to Jessica's disappearance? <laughs> Well, she was found in a car. Uh, the car horn was blowing. And um, she's she was 37 years old. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she uh, was in the same lifestyle as Jessica, and she did know some of the same people. Okay. Um, <clears throat> supposedly, her, her autopsy report uh, was not a simple overdose. Um, I've heard that she was bruised severely and that her jaw was so broken that it needed to be wired together. For her uh, her funeral? Yes. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, Her family has not been able to get her autopsy reports Mm -hmm. because it's supposedly still an open investigation. (laughs) Okay. So I can't understand why it would be kept as an open case when she OD'd and was found, you know. Mm-hmm. Then we should know uh, she wasn't just found anywhere. She was found in somebody's driveway. Yes, she was. Whose driveway was this? And is it the, was it the driveway of anybody we've talked about during this episode? No, it wasn't. Okay. Anybody who, of course, Jerry, Willie, Billy. Uh, did any of them happen to know the person who whose driveway this was? 
Uh, I believe so. I believe they all know each other. Okay. Is this maybe just because it's a small town or could it be for other reasons? Uh, it could be both. <laughs> could be both. Okay. Yeah. Um, Stephanie uh, connected romantically to any of the people that we've talked about? Um, I have heard. Or anything. I have heard that she possibly dated Jerry uh, mm -hmm. way before any of this happened with Jessica, okay. but I can't confirm that. Okay. I don't know what to make of that. Um, any proof? And we should just note, uh, where was Stephanie? I, I don't know if we want to get into the address, but in what town was she found deceased? Um, yeah, it was in Union County a little southwest of Myrtle. All right, so not far away from where Jessica went missing? No. Okay. Any proof that Jessica and Stephanie knew each other? Not that I know of. Okay. Do we know anything about where Stephanie was in the hours, if not days, before she ended up in this, uh, in this driveway in her car? And my understanding also, she was naked. Yes, I've I heard think, that as well. Yeah. <laughs> any idea about where she was before any of this? The last person who can be believed to have seen her? Do we have any information regarding that? Uh, I've heard I've heard mixed stories. Um, I've heard uh, that somebody she was uh, involved with mm. earlier was the last one to see her. And I've also heard that the last person to see her was somebody who owned the property right where she was found. Okay. But I'm guessing the people who, uh, who own the house and who have the driveway are saying, we have no idea what she was doing out there. Correct. And, and it should be noted. Um, it does. I, I've looked at the location. It doesn't exactly seem to me to be a bad part of town. The, actually the, the house where that has that driveway is pretty nice. Yeah. And in fact, there's a church almost right across the street. Yep. Right. Yep. Yes. Okay. So I'm not sure of the, unfortunately we have a huge overdose problem in the United States. Not sure what to make of this. Unfortunately, people are overdosing all the time. Of course, most of these people are, are already addicts to start. It's very sad. Uh, I'll ask you this again. Any proof that Jessica and Stephanie knew each other? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. So we're not sure if this is a, isolated incident it does seem to be very different uh we should know uh everybody should know in what year did stephanie die i believe it was 2018. all right so we're already talking at least uh two years maybe two and a half years before jessica ever went missing correct okay so i'm not sure what to make of it but it does seem that it's out there that these two uh women could be connected somehow did they meet the same fate, but we have one who was found deceased. Jessica's still missing. We're still not sure about the circumstances of why Jessica is missing. Whereas it does seem with Stephanie, we could certainly believe that she might have been beat up or anything, but it does seem that what killed her was some sort of drug overdose or something, even though she might have been beat up before that. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, Rainey, um, what has this done for your life over the past year and so many months of uh, trying to help Kathy and Barb manage the Facebook page. Um, you know, how has this affected you as a person? 
<sighs> well, it's affected me uh, a lot, you know. Um, I know a lot about Jessica's case, and I've talked to so many people who knew her and um, so many people who know about what's going on in Union County. And it's really scary, honestly. Um, it's scary and it's sad. And a lot of these people don't have anybody to reach out to. So that's why so many people come to me, mm-hmm. even though I really don't have any way to help them, you know, yeah. besides keeping Jessica's name out there. Right. Right. Uh, well, just uh, maybe once again, what about your own personal being? Uh, I don't know. I And it's really none of my business, but your family, um, you know, dealing with this, how much time do you devote to this? How do you kind of um, departmentalize the other things that you're doing in your life and then what you're working on here? Well, sometimes Jessica's case takes over a lot of all the other things that I have going on in my life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, usually when something pops up, it's, there's usually, it, it, it usually comes in threes. So huh. that takes time away from my job and, uh, and my family and the things that I like to do for myself. Uh, but I don't, I don't ever really think of it like that. You know, I, I'm, I think of it as trying to figure out what exactly it is and why it's coming up and is it accurate and all the other facts that go with it. Okay. All right. Uh, do you ever feel, uh, a little burned out, a little emotionally spent or, and how do you handle that? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes I do. Um, I usually just uh, take a day off <laughs> mm-hmm. and I uh, spend some time with my family and um, I get back to it the next day. <laughs> okay. At the beginning, we stated that uh, you are the administrator of the Facebook page for Jessica's disappearance. Uh, why don't you give that out right now? And I understand that uh, Jessica also has a Twitter feed, among other things, any of the social media sites. Why don't you give all of those out right now? Sure. Um, there's the Jessica Stacks Swenier uh, Facts and Updates Facebook page. Kathy also has a Justice for Jessica page. Um, there are a couple uh, Twitter pages that follow her. Um, there's one on Twitter that says, I am Jessica Stacks. It's like, it's at I am Jessica Stacks, I believe. Okay. Um, there's a couple other Facebook groups that are fairly smaller, uh, but I'm, I'm not involved in those. Okay. Uh, my page, Criminal Elements, Facts and Updates, uh, shares things often from Jessica's page and about the case. And um, we've advertised about searches that we've done publicly okay. <laughs> on okay. that page. Maybe I should ask you this while we're going through this because I don't want to forget even those kind of backtracks at least a little bit. Uh, have you ever attempted to file any FOIAs for information regarding her the investigation into her disappearance, Freedom of Information Act requests? Have you ever attempted to talk to the police in the area? Anything yes. along those lines? Yes, actually we have. Uh, we had somebody who was writing an article about Jessica. He tried to um, do that and it 
basically was opened and it was sealed back up and returned to sender. So, uh, and he contacted Jimmy Edwards and Jimmy said that he would only talk to the news. Okay. So, right. And uh, we should note that uh, Jimmy Edwards has not been too pleased with people reporting on Jessica's disappearance. No, he's definitely not. He has actually called people up and threatened people and left messages and things. Yes, he has. Okay. And he's the he's the sheriff of Union County. Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah, we sh we can't forget that. <laughs> um, that is certainly peculiar. Maybe that's the reason. If anybody's filing <laughs> in for any paperwork, nobody's getting anything. Just maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we have that uh, part of it that uh, I'm not sure what to make of. That. I know people are going to probably be very suspicious of it. But it very well could be, on the other hand, that if they are trying to do a good job on this, they might think that there are people out there just clouding the uh, issue. I don't think you are one of those people, Rainy, but I could see how maybe other people, you know, might be doing that. Oh, I, uh, I totally agree. Okay. Uh, once again, why don't you give out at least the Facebook page that you administer to the audience one more time? Jessica Nicole Stacks Swenier, Facts and Updates. Okay. Any final words before we complete this interview, Rainy? I just want to thank you so much for doing this with me and for Jessica. Um, we have spent way too many months looking for her and trying to find out what happened, and we don't get anywhere. It's extremely frustrating. Uh, we just we aren't getting very far, and we need help. We need people who can get out there and search. We need people who have the equipment. And uh, we just need all the help we can get, so. Okay. Well, I will always be a source uh, of help, opinions, insights. Uh, anytime you want to contact me, of course, that's for Kathy and Barb as well. Uh, as I stated at the beginning, I've spoken to Barb a few times. I spoke to Kathy once. Uh, but it, uh, for Barb, she certainly has something going on in her life uh, that might not have been able to devote uh, an official interview much, as much time as she would like. Same way with Kathy. That's once again why Rainey is on here today. I think you did a fine job. So, Rainey, thank you for being on this episode of Unfound. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And that was my September 24th. 2022 interview with Rainey, friend of the Stacks family and administrator for the Jessica Stacks Facebook page. I thank her for appearing on this episode. Given the circumstances of Jessica's disappearance, a map analysis video had to be done. You can now find it on the Unfound podcast channel on YouTube. Since all of you listen at your own pace, I'm not sure how many have had a chance to watch the security video mentioned during the interview. If you haven't done that yet, you should. You can find it on Facebook, in the discussion group, or on the page, or at theunfoundpodcast.com, because this will be the topic for my summation. Okay then, you've watched the video. The way I see it, we have two problems with that video. 
first, it's not clear if that is Jessica or not. I posted a picture of another woman who could be a possibility. And although they don't look alike, when looking at clear pictures of both, on low-quality video, in near darkness, with just a sliver of the woman's face showing, that could be any white female between the ages of 20 and 50. Yes, I can see why people do not believe that is Jessica. However, there is surely no way a jury could ever be convinced beyond a reasonable doubt that that's true. The second problem is, even if the woman isn't Jessica, as you heard Rainey say, this video wasn't when they were headed to the river anyway. So really, Jerry could say when confronted, Oh, I got confused. That's right, that wasn't Jessica. That was so-and-so. I didn't pick up Jessica until after that. And my guess is there's not one known fact that can dispute that. We also have to think about this. If Jerry were trying to make it look like Jessica was with him when she wasn't, the worst way to try to do that is to get the imposter to open up her door and show her face. I don't care what the video quality is. Why take that chance? Or maybe she did that by mistake. Either way, this is why a new theme for this year has been, if video cannot absolutely show the very second a person went missing, then the video is essentially useless. Because once the missing person, or the alleged missing person, goes off camera, anything is possible. What I'm saying is, I certainly believe there are enough reasons to doubt the official story that has been told since January 1st, 2021. However, the video is not that important to me. The conflicting stories. Willie having Jessica's phone. Just the general idea of Jerry and Jessica going out that early on New Year's Day is kind of preposterous especially given all these people's reputations. However, those points are all circumstantial, and they might not mean anything. Maybe I should give you this to ponder. If you are someone who doubts what everybody has been saying since the beginning of January of 2021, there has to be a reason the group picked the Down by the River story. I'll leave the theorizing up to you. And that's the program. Right now, while you are in your podcast platform, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, wherever, give Unfound a five-star review, a thumbs up, whatever that platform allows. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Denzel, and you've just finished this episode of Unfound.